gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Podcast. Podcast brought to you by The Wheel. I am your host, Adam Hess, and with me, as always, my co-host, Mike the Train Man Regan. How you doing today, Mike? What's up, dude? <laughs> Four times. Four times what? Four straight. Four straight what? AFC champs. Division champs. <laughs> AFC East division of champs. Uh, I think it's zero time AFC champs. <laughs> That's true. Beat the Dolphins again. Won the div. And all it took was a punt return for a touchdown and Gosh, a lot buddy. of interceptions. You know what's next? What? We're beating the Steelers. Mm-hmm. We're beating the Chiefs. Okay. We're going to Baltimore. Okay. We're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then at the Super Bowl, you're going to lose? Or is that or what that's going? I was just going full Howard Dean. Dean Kane? Who's Howard Dean? He was the politician who got all amped up in that speech where he's like, we're going here, and we're going there, and we're going here. And he lets out this loud, like, <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and then afterwards, people were like, "He's unstable. He can't be president." And remember it that, ended his run. Remember that like politician in Canada who got like caught smoking crack? Yeah, well, he's dead now. Is he? Yeah. Surprisingly, it wasn't the crack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> AIDS. <laughs> so we're a football podcast, yeah. as you can probably tell from the start of this, when Mike was claiming that the Buffalo Bills are actually going to win more than one playoff game this year. No, they're winning them all. Do you really feel like last night was an inspiring case for the Buffalo Bills making the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> was the first Miami game the last time Buffalo was actually kind of scary? The score did not represent the game. Josh Allen threw two interceptions. I think Joe Brady kind of fucking sucks at calling games. The only thing Brady does better than Dorsey is that when the run's working, Brady will keep running it. Sometimes Dorsey would like throw a couple runs in. We'd get like 15 yards out of them, and they'd be like, all right, we're going deep. <laughs> and you're like, why? Why are you doing this now? I think the only thing Brady does better than Dorsey is have less turnovers. Yeah, and he's a little bit more gentle on the, the Microsoft Surface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations on the two seed, Mike. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Came back from the dead all those weeks ago. Win the division. Break Tua again. Did kind of break Tua. He did kind of break Tua. Did kind of break Tua. Although, no Raheem Mostert, which didn't... I mean, Devon Achan got a touchdown. Yeah. No Raheem Mostert. No Jalen Waddle. Kind of where the ball was going the whole time. Christian Benford, though. Big time pick. Legit. Rasul Douglas got hurt. Not good. Yeah. Rasul Douglas. Didn't Benford get hurt, too, for a minute? No, he's all right. Okay. But Rasul Douglas and Christian Benford have quietly been the best defensive backs on your team in years. Yeah. A lot of our depth guys stepped up. Like, you have to remember, I feel like this team hasn't been healthy in, like, two and a half seasons. So, like, a lot of these depth guys on, like, our secondary are used to having to play. It's not like they don't get a lot of time. Would you still be surprised if McDermott got fired? Yeah. What if they lose in the wild card round? I still don't think he'll be fired. Kind of feels John Foxy to me. John Foxy? When he was in Denver, yeah. and they, they got to, like, the divisional round, like, three years in a row, and then he got canned after going, like, 10 and 6. Yeah, he had, like, the two monster Peyton years, too. Yeah. And then they turned it over to the Cubs, right? Gary Kubiak. Uh, yeah, and then Kubiak was there when they won the Super Bowl, despite Peyton Manning being trash. Whatever happened to Gary Kubiak? He retired. He was just like, I'm old, my health is failing, I'm done. I'm out. If you could get the ring, one ring and get out, Doug Peterson wished you would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> would it surprise you if Doug Peterson got fired? No, I think he should be. Damn. Mm-hmm. I think they should just get rid of Trevor Lawrence. He's a bum. Trade him to Washington for the no. number two overall? Stop it. <laughs> you stop it. All right. 
I was trying to figure out what the best way to get people to click on this podcast and stay here is. Mm -hmm. So I think we go, what? Draft first, week 18 review second, playoffs third. That way people have to stick around to hear the stuff they actually care about. Yeah, sure. All right. We, we want to talk about the draft. Well, we have the full draft picture for the, uh, as, as you would call them in basketball, the lottery teams. Here is your order in the top 10, which is all anyone cares about. Carolina, which is, of course, going to Chicago, as we all know. Washington, with the strength of schedule tiebreaker over New England, despite having beat New England. Washington, with the strength of schedule tiebreaker over Arizona, despite being Arizona. Washington is picking ahead of two teams they beat. The Commanders won four games this year. Two of them were against New England and Arizona, and they're picking ahead of New England and Arizona. Yeah, you're lucky the tiebreaker rules are a little goofy. <laughs> the, the tiebreaker rules are so dumb. They're definitely going to get changed now because everyone noticed them for the first time this year. Yeah. But it's reverse strength of schedule. Washington's reverse strength of schedule, meaning that the team that had the easier strength of schedule gets the higher pick. Washington's strength of schedule, uh, 512 winning percentage. New England, 522. Arizona, 561. Then after Arizona comes the Chargers, Giants, Titans, Falcons, Bears, Jets. How do you think this has changed the the landscape of draft picks? Actually, let me ask you this. what What's the number one overall pick going to be? Not is it Caleb Williams, but is it traded? Do the Bears trade fields? Who trades up for it if it's traded? I think the Bears are pretty set on fields. I think they're sticking with them. Kind of made me feel that way after Eberflus. Like... They're, they're, they're they keeping seem, him. They seem pretty stout. They're keeping Eberflus. Yeah, so I think they're going to keep Eberflus. They're going to keep Fields. They feel confident. Um, so it's probably traded. Unless they just want Marvin Harrison Jr. And they're like, fuck it. But if you can get something from... Like if New England calls and they're like, we really want Caleb. So we got to get ahead of the, the commanders. You would just want to do that and get something before taking MHJ at three. MHJ. You guys mm -hmm. on a first initial basis now? Me and Maserati Marv are pretty tight, yeah. <laughs> I like the J is one of the initials there. Junior. Yeah. But like... What, RG3? The three was one of the initials. Yeah, that sounds better. You don't like MHJ? I don't like MHJ. Yeah. It sounds like an error you would get on like tax software. It kind of does. Yeah. Uh, I just pulled up PFF's mock draft for mm -hmm. the first round. I don't remember. When, I, don't, I can't tell when this came out. Obviously not recently because... They still have uh, Washington picking fourth. But they have the Bears taking Caleb Williams, number one overall. Yeah, I think a lot of m mocks do because they're just simulated mock drafts. Damn, get fucked mock drafts being <laughs> yeah. simulated. Like they don't take into account actual situations and human interpretation of those situations. Okay, here. I'm. Uh, they would fail the Turing test. So people would know that they're not human? <laughs> yes. Okay. It always makes me think of Ex Machina. That makes me think of Archer. They mentioned the Turin test in Archer. Oh, I'm sure they do a bunch of times. Yeah, right? with his the at the end of Archer. This is this is terrible content. No, this <laughs> the, yeah, but at the season when they're in L.A. doing the det detective agency. Yeah, because he has the robot clones. So I just ran a mock draft simulator. Yeah, <laughs> to get off the Archer topic. Suck it, Alan Turing. Go ahead. Um, mock draft simulator also has Caleb Williams going one to the Bears. Do you really feel like they're not going to take him? I don't think they're going to take him. I mean, unless a field trade happens. Well, yeah. I mean, that'd be implicative. Yeah. Although there's like a whole analytics community thing that's like, just take both. I think the argument behind taking 
a quarterback one and trading Fields is like, yeah, Fields is good, but he's about to be second contract guy, which is going to be a lot more expensive. I think that's kind of the, the argument there. And it's such a tough second contract to figure out based on what we've seen. Like, how much is this guy really worth? Yeah, you can't you, – you can't – there's no odds on if the Bears are going to make the first pick or not yet, but Caleb Williams is minus 650 to go number one overall. Yeah. Is he that much better than Drake May? Uh, I don't think it's a large gap between the two. I think there's a little bit of a wild card aspect with Caleb. Bitches. <laughs> that catches the – there's the Always Sunny reference, everybody. <laughs> Yeehaw! Uh, that catches people's eye. Some of the sidearm shit he does, Mahomes esque things, but he's smaller, and you're a size queen. Yeah, so I mean that's part of the reason I'm super in on Drake May. Yeah, as uh, the resident Commanders fan. I mean, I'm just I'm just ready to spend the next like three four months leading up to the draft bitching about everybody saying Jay like Jaden Daniels' stock has soared up, and I'm not saying it shouldn't have. He's had a phenomenal year, but the disrespect it's caused to my guy Michael Penix Jr. has been very upsetting. MPJ, as we say. <laughs> MPJ sounds better than MHJ. The only problem with MPJ is that's also the initials of a... Oh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah. a crappy <laughs> basketball player. Good, good call, good call. That's why it sounded so good to me. Yeah. I, that's who I think of. It's been done before. Um, So in the top 10 mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. Washington, New England... Well, New England actually, no. New England's keeping their coach. Washington and Atlanta are the only people confirmed head coach vacancies you think you think New England's keeping their coach so far nothing nothing out that's a state that's like a more sticky like a complicated situation but it's still like, like after losing to the Jets it seems like they were going to come out and be like we've mutually parted ways with Bill Belichick yeah I feel like the, there's more things to iron out I got to figure out you know who gets the kids the plants the dog, the dog. <laughs> like I don't know there's it's just not as easy of a thing to go into Monday and be like all right it's done you think they trade him they could. I mean, that's why it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, they're trying to see like what they they trying to see if they can get the number three overall pick from or number two overall pick from Washington. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to get Bill Belichick. I think that there's there's an outside chance he goes to Atlanta for like the number eight nine pick kind of range. In the first round, you think a coach is for worth a top ten draft pick? What did I? Uh, what did Peyton get? Yeah, you'd have to Google it. Yeah, Denver sent. The 2023 first round pick from the 49ers, so that was number 30 overall, and a 2024 second round pick to okay. New Orleans. So number 30, right? But do you not think that instead of sending two picks to get Sean Payton, you could argue send one high pick to get the the coach who's on the verge of becoming the winningest coach of all time? Yeah, but I mean, you also that'd be different if I was getting Bill Belichick with Tom Brady so he'd actually win football games again then I'd say yeah send it but uh, you're getting Bill Belichick with the new Tom Brady Desmond Ritter Desmond Ritter <laughs> I heard I there was like a thing today that said Atlanta and there was another team listed that Minnesota. we're gonna what Minnesota no I can't remember. I remember seeing Atlanta being like one of these two teams that were going to be super in on Belichick if he gets available. And I remember Atlanta sticking out because I laughed because like, yeah, Belichick's going to be like, hell yeah, I want Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. I just dealt with Mac fucking Jones and Bailey Zappi. <laughs> yeah, you almost have to think that the most likely place he'll go is the Chargers if he was going to go somewhere. That might have been the other team. Because it's, oh, wait, you're telling me I get to go to a franchise that has an established good quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Like, even if you say Washington, you know, good situation, new owner, wants to make moves, a lot of cap room, already skilled position guys, and the number two overall pick. But I bet Bill Belichick is totally soured on dealing with rookie quarterbacks now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, after dealing with Flab Jones for the last four years. <laughs> right. Like, in his defense, how rough must it have been to go from arguably the greatest quarterback of all time? Like, a dude who... Cam Newton? <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> yes, points. Um, <laughs> but you go from like one of the ultimate football players and a dude that was just always prepared beyond all means and just ate, slept, and like breathed, breathed, <laughs> birthed, <laughs> birthed football in the preparation in a game. And then he goes to like rookie quarterbacks. Like it's just such a dire, like. Yeah, and your rookie quarterback is Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Those guys aren't... It wasn't Joe Burrow. Yeah, you th- know? those guys aren't in the building grinding tape. They're not going to bed at 8, 8 p.m. so they can wake up and get ready for the, the next right. week. Like, we're lucky Mac Jones didn't show up with a burger. Didn't he get in really good shape one year? And I'm still like... Allegedly. I just have the Mac Jones after winning the national title yeah, picture in my head. Bottle of champagne, cigar... His big old gut. Yeah, his, his fucking his gut. Looks like he's never picked up a bar in his life to never bench done, press. Never done a crunch unless he was eating a bunch of crunch. <laughs> the only crunch he does is into a granola bar. Yes. A granola is too healthy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Snickers. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. There's literally a candy bar called Crunch. How did we not hit that? They said a bunch of crunch. But there's like a candy bar that's just called Crunch. Yeah. A crunch bar. It's Yeah, a bunch of crunch is the tiny like nuggets, a bunch of crunch. Really? Really? I'm yeah. unfamiliar with this. Uh, I I used to eat... Uh, I, I still eat a bunch of crunch by, like, the spoonful. Like, serving spoonful. What is? What do you think is the most unhealthy <laughs> meal that you've eaten? I mean, that, that's a loaded question. Why? <laughs> I don't know. You just watched me as I shoveled fries and cheese in my face. I could not healthy. <laughs> well, when I was younger, <laughs> something I would do is I would make a Hot Pocket... And then I would cut it in half over a bunch of, like, tater tots. Like, fried tater tots. <laughs> and then you would get the hot pocket to cool, right? Uh-huh. And you would get all the marinara and cheese and stuff to drip down onto the tater tots. You eat the hot pocket, <laughs> then you eat the tater tots. You mean hot tots? Pocket tots? <laughs> pocket tots, yeah. <laughs> pocket butter, we called it. I think my unhealthy thing is I'm lazy, so I'll eat something and just, like, eat all of it. Like, you'll buy something, like, in a pack mm-hmm. of something... And it's like, oh, I could go make food or just eat this one as a snack, but instead I'm going to eat the entire box of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> or, you know, I bought eight apples. Read or, on Saturday where Mike goes in-depth on Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, oh, I bought six apples as like a snack or to add to my lunch throughout the week. And it's like, no, I'm just going to eat all six apples <laughs> and call that a meal. That's some peak Dirty Bulkin. Dirty Bulkin? Dirty Bulkin? What's that? This trip? You heard about this? You see this? <laughs> I am not... Dirty bulking is a weightlifting term for when someone's just trying to put on raw mass. Oh. Think of Mac. <laughs> yeah, I was that, yeah. Say. That's a dirty bulk. Oh, I like that. Clean bulk is when you eat super healthy and put on just muscle. Dirty uh, bulk's like calories in, calories in, calories in. Gotcha. It's like offensive linemen are always dirty bulking. Yeah. yeah. Offensive linemen are always dirty bulking. But they, mm-hmm. they have to eat like what? Like 5,000, 6,000 calories a day. Something ridiculous. I'm on a tight 3,100. I just imagine I'm like eating a dozen boiled eggs. Every morning. How many boiled eggs do you think you could eat? I fucking hate boiled eggs. Really? 
Yeah. The yolks literally make me gag. Oh, that's or the best no, part. Sorry, not the yolks. The white yeah, part the, of a boiled Because the yolk's egg. so good in a boiled egg. Yeah, the white part, whatever that's called, is all slimy. It's like It like wiggles down your throat. Anyways, this, this mock draft has Brock Bowers going fifth to the Chargers. It's fucking hilarious. That's what they need, yeah. <laughs> has uh has Jaden Daniels going six to the Giants? Yeah, eh. that's funny. Also has back to back Marvin Harrison Jr. Malik neighbors. Oof. <laughs> Those are both phenomenal. Like I love this wide receiver class. Like that will probably that will probably like, especially when I start shifting on Saturday and focusing on different draft positions. I'm gonna have a lot of fun talking about this wide receiver class. Yeah. I feel like we are just now in the era of every wide receiver class is good now. And maybe, you know, obviously, like, levels to it, right? Like, this year could be a substantially better wide receiver class. But it feels like just every year from now till forever, every wide receiver class will be good. Until the position's so devalued that it's just running back again. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this class has a lot of, like, studs in it. I feel like the, it's also just depth, like... If you, if as a Commanders fan, right? If I was ranked in team needs, obviously number one's quarterback. It's like you know, quarterback, tackle, defensive players, maybe like a third wide receiver. So Curtis Samuel mm-hmm. and Deami Brown aren't who we're relying on, but they're even fine. But like, say that, say the wide receiver was like way down there. I am now in perpetuity comfortable drafting like a fourth round wide receiver. Yeah, that's what it's become. Like that's become what a lot of people when they like talk about the draft and preview it, they're like. Oh, but like, who's that wide receiver or back you're going to get in the third or fourth round that's going to be just as good as the guy taken in the first round? I think this year there are actually a handful of guys that are like, no, take that guy in the first round. Yeah, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. is that guy, right? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he'll he be – like, I think he could have been in the league this year and been top half of the league receiver. So, so let's say you're sitting at number three. You're the New England Patriots. You can even say you've traded Bill Belichick officially to – the Raiders. Oh, nice. <laughs> you trade Bill Belichick to the Raiders. A little Jimmy G reunion, eh? A little Jimmy G reunion. In return, you got the 13th pick this year in a 2025 third. Yeah. So you have three and you have 13. Here are your options. Can you tell me what you're doing? Trading both those picks plus other things to move up to one. Trading back from three. Getting Romeo Dudze later in the first. Plus you get more picks back in the building or stay where you are and draft Marvin Harrison. Those are all bad for the Patriots specifically. <laughs> like those, those are the three realistic things though. Even, I know it really you is. Say trade back and don't take Romeo dudes. But those are, I would feel so bad for Marvin Harrison jr. To get to the NFL and have Bailey Zappi throwing him passes or Mac Jones. <laughs> okay. I feel worse now. <laughs> So let's say let's say they stay pat. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if that was intentional. It was not. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I paused. You caught me off guard. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> let's say they stay pat at three, yeah. and like I said, thirteen. They get mm-hmm. the thirteenth pick. Okay. If they go three, Marvin Harrison, thirteen. Which I hate drafting quarterbacks in this range, but thirteen, Bo Nix. Yes. How do you feel about the Patriots going into next year? Not bad, but I think you could get. I think Penix is more equipped for the NFL right now. I agree, but people are so weird about Penix. It's because he's left-handed and has a. It's because of the surgeries, and that he's a six-year yeah. starter. He's he's twenty-four. 
he's had obviously first half of his college career was just this snapped this popped you know and then he does have like this unique throwing motion but so does lamar so does lamar yeah i have started already to get the deep quiet anxiety in the back of my mind about drake may that drake may is gonna bust oh yeah there's always that there's always that right like there's there's no avoiding that but i've i've already it's already started to creep in and it last night i'm driving home after the, the the buffalo game and i'm sitting there thinking and i'm like what if they just trade back and take Penix instead? <laughs> like, would I be? Would that be better for this franchise? Like, I'd, I have ne- I haven't watched a snap of Drake May football, mm-hmm. and I'm already like, oh my god, Drake May is going to be a bust, isn't he? No, <laughs> but that speaks to like the farther back you take a quarterback, the easier it is to handle it if they're a bust. Yeah, because like we didn't use a top five pick on him; it's okay. Like Sam, Sam Howell got drafted in what, the fifth round? Fifth round. Yeah. And it's like, I was supposed to do Sam Howell in the fifth. We didn't yeah. really expect him to be. That's why Brock Purdy is such a valuable asset to them. They're just like fucking house money. Yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. Literally couldn't have drafted him later. I think I signed him as a UFA. <laughs> okay. So one more thing on the draft, and then we'll we'll go on to, to talk some week 18. Uh-huh. We're, eliminating, we're eliminating the Bears from this conversation because I think the Bears are in substantially the best position in this draft. Mm-hmm. They have one in nine. They had a good season. You have it, – it's the, their problem is an embarrassment of riches, right? Yeah. It's it's a hard question on do you stick it out with Fields, who seems to have proven himself more this year, or do you draft the rookie quarterback and trade Fields? But either way, kind of an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. So Chicago's eliminated from that. Here are your other teams in the top ten. Washington, New England, Arizona – the Chargers, New York Giants, Tennessee Titans, Atlanta Falcons, and New York Jets. Which one of those teams do you want to be? Like, give me your top three teams on, on who you think is in the best position going into next season. I think the Cardinals are in a great situation. Yeah. Kyler? Kyler's looking good. Yeah. They can either go, depending on how that top three goes. I think we know how the top three is going. I mean, there's a world where New England takes Jaden Daniels. You really think so? You think one, two, three might go quarterback? It's not impossible. It's not impossible. But once again, like, if you're New England and you get a competent guy in the, the front office, yeah, aren't you kind of hoping that they say, all right, let's trade up or let's let's draft this can't-miss top-tier wide receiver and then get a guy like Pennix, Bo Nix around – in round two or trade up back into round one to grab mm-hmm. them or sign Jake Browning having a hell of a year <laughs> Joe Flacco <laughs> Joe Flacco um okay so I think there's a world where Harrison Jr. could fall to the Cardinals is what I'm saying in that world that is the best outcome if you're a Cardinals fan yeah and it's like if that world doesn't happen we could take like Olu Fashionu or Joe Alt and beef up our offensive line like, they're just in a good spot. Yeah. I think that's a good call. I think that the Giants situation fucking sucks. Although, that that might be, end up being the Jane Daniels team. Mm-hmm. I think the – but, uh, yeah, Giants situation sucks. Chargers pretty good. You're not going to get a lot of top five picks with Justin Herbert as your quarterback. That's true. Get to bring a fresh coach in. Mm-hmm. Quietly, maybe the best spot for a coach. Yeah. Talk about Ben Johnson bait there. I can't wait. I cannot wait, though for when they're the team that signs Arthur Smith. <laughs> I don't they 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 would really that, that mock draft had him going Brock Bowers. I still can't believe that. 
when you think, what does this team need more than anything else? First thought, tight end. Tight end. They got Donald Parham. And the other guy. They got two dudes there that are like, you know, upper middle tier of. Is Everett there? Yeah. Yeah. The upper middle tier of tight ends. Upper middle tier? Yeah. I think they both suck. It's tight end. There's four good ones in the league. <laughs> what do you want? That's right. Laporta, Kincaid, yes. Jake Ferguson, nope. and Trey McBride. Yes. <laughs> like, you throw Kittle in there, and then, like, everyone else, it's like, oh, in a given week, they might just be good at blocking, or they might have 206 yards. Yeah. Like, it's fucking tight end. That's true. But that's also why you don't draft them number five overall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, then, second question. Who's in the worst position in the top ten? Giants? Giants. Titans? Or do you believe in Will Levis? Um, Falcons? Too far back to get a quarterback? Too too far up to just build depth for the next season? Yeah, Falcons will probably go defense. Oh, I hope so bad they take a Duze. That'd be so That's fucking funny. So fuck. That'd be so, so, so fucking funny. And they re-sign Arthur. They bring Arthur Smith back. <laughs> like, I got second thought. We were those two rash of a decision, Arthur. It's like in the NHL when you wave a goalie to send him down to the minors. Yeah. They, they, he clears waivers and they're like, all right, we'll re-sign you to a smaller contract. Yeah. He goes down to the USFL. <laughs> well, it's just UFL now. Oh, that's right. United Football League. Oh, they're not going with XFL? They merged. They merged and they're going to go with UFL? Yeah, United Football putting League. it all under XFL? Yeah. He Wait. hate me. He hate me. He don't, he don't hate me no more. <laughs> All right, Mike, any, any final uh, draft thoughts here? You got on this mock draft, they have the Bills picking 29th. So congratulations on making the conference championship. Uh, oh, we're going to be picking 32 when it's all said and done, buddy. <laughs> any final thoughts? No. You want to talk some Week 18 then? Yeah. You want to stop the podcast? Yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned the Bills. <laughs> what else is there to say from Week 18? Josh Allen, gorgeous. Except I really... Gorgeous. I'm not crazy about the full beard gimmick. I just think he looks kind of dopey. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the like the scruff, like the I forgot to shave look, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is a, this is a bit much. <laughs> he does. He has this season kind of had this look on his face sometimes after plays, where he's just kind of like, that sucked. <laughs> like a lot of plays, he's got to have that look on his face. He he sometimes <laughs> he just slips back into fucking 2018 Josh Allen mode, and it's so frustrating. It's been crazy. He had that a couple times yesterday. Yeah. Like the uh, the first or I mean I was gonna say the first or second pick one of the two picks, he threw like way way wide left into double coverage. So the first one looked like a another miscommunication between him and Gabe Dave. Like I I don't know what happened there. I think he thought Gabe was gonna go to like towards the corner for a fade maybe. That's him in the corner. But he wasn't. He went back inside of the end zone. That's in the spotlight. <laughs> just, Josh just sailed it up right into Eli Apple's hands, which obviously someone fucked up if Eli Apple's getting an interception. <laughs> like, there was a big miss. Like, it's one of those moments where even if you watch, like, a ton of football like we do, uh-huh. Eli Apple picks off Josh Allen, and your first response is, huh, Eli Apple's on the Dolphins. I could have swore he was still on the Giants. <laughs> um, and the second one was kind of like one of those Josh Allen, like, it was fourth down. Hero ball. And he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to chuck it up there. And if, you know. This worst, is why Joe Brady sucks. Worst case scenario, they get the ball at the 20. And that's what happened. That's why Joe Brady sucks. Yeah. He lets Josh Allen hero mode. Ken Dorsey? Ken Dorsey was getting that efficient. No. Like, <laughs> middle of the field. No. Ken Dorsey was so much better than Joe Brady. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but he was getting. Josh was also in hero mode with Dorsey. That, that was just this season. Like, last year and the year before, they had super efficient offense. 
or just last year, I guess the year before. Put, been. I understand all of Dorsey's EPA numbers. I'm not saying they're wrong, but our ability to finish drives has been the same all year. Like we constantly get in a game. Like, like last night, all categories look at it. We dominated that game. Yeah. We won by seven points. Yeah. Because and, and also you got seven points off a punt return. Exactly. Because for some reason, we'll like our offense would just march. They could march up and down the field all they wanted, and then they would just sit on their balls. Which it's so weird. I, I get that the on high has come down and said, "Josh, you got to run the ball less." Mm-hmm. But you got Josh Allen, who's a running battery ram. I don't know if they're saying he needs to run the ball less because I feel like Brady calls a handful of QB draws every game. Right, but they're calling QB draws where there's design blocking. It feels like Correct. Josh Allen is scrambling QB less scrambles. and playing through yeah. contact less, which you know. Good and bad of it. I mean, you're your franchise quarterback. You don't want him getting elbow yeah. injuries every year. But it feels like he's not taking off in the red zone, which was kind of a superpower you had with Josh Allen. Yeah. Did you hear Collinsworth just – he loved it on the one – like dear Collinsworth for this? Fourth and short. I'm setting it up first. <laughs> the one fourth and short where they did kind of like the stupid – touch push thing but josh like jumped over mm-hmm. like i was like ah that that was like the touch push launch <laughs> i mean he's up and over and then it's crazy and i played wide receiver i was with the Bengals and uh <laughs> um but only thing i don't like about that game is i hate seeing us do the bullshit touch push stuff why i don't I hate it i hate that play it's cheap Okay, but it's football. It's it's it's, Wait, made, it's it, made us think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. They don't give Super Bowl rings for the team that played the most nobly. I know. I'm just saying it makes people think like, oh, Jalen Hurts is this dynamic running back who just tears it up on the ground. It's like, yeah, he has a bunch of one-yard touchdowns, not even. Congratulations. Okay, so I, I, I know we're just kind of all bouncing around here, and I do want to talk about some specific games I'm, here in we, a second. We can segue this into shitting on the Eagles. Yeah, I want to talk about Eagles-Giants. Yeah. That team, first off, defense has been fucking atrocious all year. Mm-hmm. Then their solution was, man, our defense has been really bad. Let's get Matt Patricia to call plays. Did not work. Starting to feel bad for Patricia. They got a personnel problem there yeah. and a Matt Patricia problem. Like mm-hmm. they're, It's like if you, I don't know, give me a second, I'll come up with some folksy saying for this. It's like if you got a splinter in your thumb and you thought, I know how to solve this. I'll put my hand in boiling water. I like how you said they have a Matt Patricia problem. The problem is Matt Patricia's in the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but So their defense has been terrible. End up giving up 27 to a Giants team on their third quarterback, who I guess used to be their second quarterback, but was playing like their third quarterback, mm-hmm. who was just losing pieces left and right. Hyatt goes down during the game, yeah. and one of their tackles goes down. Doesn't matter. Saquon Barkley drops a, a touchdown. Doesn't matter. Didn't even have a good day. And then on offense, A.J. Brown goes down. We don't know the extent of the injury yet, but A.J. Brown goes down, and the offense immediately looks like the Raiders' offense. Just nothing. I mean, it's just plotting, drives ending, can't move the ball. This team misses Shane Steichen so badly. Yeah. The stink, man. The stink. Oh, but we'll talk about the stink. It's wild. It is fucking wild that we somehow call him the stink when his name's Steichen. That's close enough to stink. (laughs) <laughs> the, the stinky stike the stank <laughs> stink stank stunk yeah you singing the Grinch yeah <laughs> um, what if if you had to give it percentage chance odds mm-hmm. what percent do you give it that we're getting the Eagles in the Super Bowl 
five? I'm going one. <laughs> one? Okay. What yeah. if every other team in the NFC gets into dramatic plane crashes? Like we are Marshall. <laughs> that would be the best chance. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Going to Super Bowl. League. So that's that's the situation which I see the Eagles making the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, because it's not just that they've completely fallen apart down the stretch. It's also that you get the vibes that they're internally starting to implode. Yeah. Like the Chiefs are struggling, but it's you still are like, all right, they're still a put-together organization. They could figure it out, get rolling, compared to... The Eagles, where it feels like at some point there's start going to be there's going to start being stories about this guy's pissed at that guy, uh, Sirianni's doing this wrong, and like all this stuff's going to start coming out. And you already have internal turmoil when you're making a switch at defensive coordinator partway through the season, mm-hmm. and not saying we've made a switch at defensive coordinator, like Brian Johnson or whoever the defensive coordinator is. I, I think Brian Johnson's our offensive coordinator, but their defensive coordinator is still the defensive coordinator. Matt Patricia just calls plays on the defense. Oh, and decides what the defense is going to be like during the week. But he's not the defensive coordinator. <laughs> defensive coordinator, though. Yeah, that feels like a total move that's just like just moving pieces around to try to make it look like they're doing something to change yeah. things, and it's not. And would just no one else come in the building? <laughs> like, there was no one sitting at home that wanted to be a defensive coordinator that you think could have done a better job? You brought in Matt Patricia. That was your solution. Who was the old dude who was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles for like a millennia? My first thought is Vic Fangio, but I don't think that's who you're talking about. No, he was the DC for those like Andy Reid teams, like the McNabb team that went to the Super Bowl. What year was that? 2006, I think. Or 2005. Jim Johnson? That's it, Jim Johnson. 1999 to 2008. Damn, what a run. Oh, is that it? I thought it was longer. I'm That's sorry. nine years as a coordinator for oh, one yeah, team. I guess that was a long time. Yeah. But I don't think he was ever a head coach. I think he was just like a DC guy his whole career. Didn't they just retire his number for the the Walk of Fame in Dallas? I think it was a different one. Are you sure? Yeah. Jim Johnson, Jimmy Johnson, they're the same guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll talk about that in a second. I was going to start talking playoff stuff, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. We, still got, we still got some, <clears throat> some Week 18 to cover here. Mm-hmm. So I personally had a weird spread of games I was watching to keep an eye on who was going to end up with the number two pick. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, an important – on Saturday by Mike Regan. On Saturday, an important outcome to me was Colts over Texans. That was one of the, the important deciders in this. Did not happen. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I jump in? Yeah. All year, Steichen has been a coach of the year, like one of the front runners. And then at the very end of his season, he had that rookie coach moment where you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Not only did he take his best player off the field on fourth and one and sets up a play to throw it to a guy who has six catches all year. Like he, he overscouted, he overthought it. Like no one's going to see this coming. Even worse, he wasted that timeout and basically ended the game. Yeah, because after that, after that on I think I think the Texans turned over the ball after that, but it was like, yeah, there was no time left. Oh no, the Texans um on fourth down just like ran around in the end zone, took the safety, and they punted it away with a second left. Okay. Or free yeah, kicked yeah. it with a yeah. second left, yeah. So and, and that was it. But that was a rough uh couple of decisions there by the stink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. He was all year he was 
coach of the year candidate level guy. And I just don't get why you're throwing to, was it Tyler Goodson? Yeah. It's, if we were doing awards this week, that would be the That's Brandon the Staley Memorial worst coaching decision of the week. Yeah, they rode Jonathan Taylor all the way down the field. I, I, honestly, it felt like it was Jonathan Taylor's best game this season. Yeah. I don't know what the numbers were, but it felt like he was unstoppable every time he touched the ball. Yeah. And they just kept methodically marching on the field, killing time. They get to the fourth and one, and they're like, all right, hit the bench, Taylor. You want to give me, give me real quick. Okay. Give me a guess. How many yards per carry was Jonathan Taylor averaging? I'll tell you this. 30 carries. How many, how many yards per, per carry? 4.2. You're going 4.2. Okay. Mm-hmm. On that last play, they needed one yard. Mm-hmm. He was averaging 6.3 yards a carry. Holy shit. <laughs> On 30 carries? 30 carries, 6.3 yards a carry. Okay. What do you? He had almost 200 yards. He had 188 yards. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And you took him out. Yeah. You know what it kind of felt like to me? What? Remember in the Super Bowl, the Seahawks lost in that last play? Everybody was like, oh, you give it to Lynch here. Yeah. And then it was almost like they were trying to make some message of we don't need Lynch. And Wilson threw it and they threw an interception. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of felt like that. Like, I wonder if Ursay called down. He was like, I ain't paying that motherfucker. <laughs> So you better not let him get this. In my head, Ursay and Steve Ballmer have something in common where I assume they're always on cocaine. Oh, they're always on cocaine. Yeah, so I assume that, uh, like, Shane Steichen's down at fieldside, and he just hears this. <laughs> get that fucker off the field right now! <laughs> Turns around, and Ursay's just magically in the front row. He's, like, shoves some little kid out of his seat. He's wearing a hat with a whale on it, a shirt with a whale on it. <laughs> he, has, he has, like, an old 1990s SeaWorld t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bad call. Bad call. But hey, congratulations to Miko Ryan's and CJ Stroud and CJ Stroud. I think that I, I texted this in uh, a dynasty group chat. I'm in the different dynasty league. But I said, I don't know how anyone on earth isn't rooting for the Texans right now. Like no matter who you are, if you're a Jaguars fan, uh, next week they're going up against. They're going up against the Browns. If you're a Cleveland Oof. fan, <clears throat> oh, Deshaun Watson revenge game. Nice job. Without Sean Watson. Um, <laughs> Luckily, without Sean Watson. Um, I don't know how you're not rooting for the Texans. It's such a fun story. Like, they miss out on the number one pick because Davis Mills plays out of his mind for one drive in his NFL career. Mm-hmm. They bring in D'Amico Ryans, young, defensive-minded head coach, who signs a guy to offensive career that no one's ever heard of named Bobby Slowick. And they proceed to turn a guy that no one talked about during the draft process into one of the most exciting future quarterbacks in the league. He gets hurt. Tank Dell gets hurt. Who else got hurt? Someone else got hurt, right? Someone else of note? Noah Brown. Noah Brown. <laughs> I said of note. Um, <laughs> How really, dare you? <laughs> really caught me off guard on that one. But they, they, you know, they get Will Anderson's injured part of the, the year. Damian, I, Damian Pierce is useless. Damian Pierce is useless. Devin Singletary goes off. But they fight through that, make the playoffs, win the division. Mm-hmm. It's, you just got to root for that fucking team, man. Yeah, it feels like a little bit because of the injuries that it's an inevitability <laughs> that yeah. they're not going to beat this Browns defense. But I'm really pulling for him to end this dumb Joe Flacco thing. Yeah, it, I just hope that Joe Flacco throws three picks and the final score seven zero. Yeah, like I hope Will Anderson strips Axum seven times. <laughs> like every play they put Anderson on the field, he strips Axum. It's going to be real annoying if they end up with zero awards after this season. Like if somehow Puka sneaks away. 
with Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. They end up giving Baby Rhino Defensive Rookie of the Year. And Kevin Stefanski wins Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. And this Texan season ends up with zero awards. It's going to kind of fucking suck. I feel like we talked about this before, but they don't have an award for like best coordinator, do they? Not an official one. They should. Yeah, would that go to Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick this year? Oh, or Mike McDonald, the Ravens. Oh, yeah, those are probably some of the front runners. Yeah. Joe yeah. Brady. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I will I will drive over there and kick you. <laughs> they drive across the room? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did we mention you're in person? <laughs> no, we didn't. Yeah, Mike's in person this yeah. week. There you go. So if you listen to 40 minutes of this podcast <laughs> and we're like, huh, these guys seem quicker today. <laughs> yep. Um, live from Chirac, baby. The, what's your area code? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, because seven seven three seven seven three. Yeah, I still have I still have a dumb Virginia seven five seven. Same. Any Raven Steelers thoughts? No, but there's like another team. I just don't. I want us to end this whole Mason Rudolph thing. I think the Mason Rudolph thing's pretty dead in the ground. Like, there's so many other teams I'd have rather seen get in than that Steelers team. Yeah, if the Steelers lost, would the Jags be in? Yes. I don't know why I paused so hard. I knew that, but yeah. Well, the <clears> Jags <throat> lost too, didn't they? So maybe not. I don't know. I don't know who the first team out was. I, I, well, no. So the Steelers, once the Jags lost, it clinched Buffalo and Pittsburgh in. Yeah. So if, but I'm saying if the Steelers had lost the Ravens game, who and everything else was the same, who was the seven seed? I think it would have been Jacksonville. Jacksonville lost though. How would they lose? So that's not who it would have been, Adam. You're so dumb. So look how stupid you are. <laughs> I, I think it's going to turn out that it would have been like, Vegas or something. We really <laughs> probably dodged a bullet. Vegas. I mean, they ended up eight and nine. Wow. Yeah. And so coach of the year. No. Is there an interim coach of the year? <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so just getting through some of these games, Cowboys commanders. I would once again, Really like to thank Dak Prescott. Yep. 279 yards, four touchdowns. Tony Pollard adds another one. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb got drafted, and it was like, look at this stick. If you turn mm-hmm. sideways, you can't see him. Now, fucking untackleable. Yeah. He breaks six tackles every catch. It's ridiculous. Is it just me, or does it kind of feel a, like a little bullshit <laughs> that just because that Bills game, like Dak's not going to win the MVP? Yeah. I've totally flipped back to like... No, guys, like, let's look at this. Dak had the most impressive year. Yeah, I think that Dak had the most impressive year, but they're not a one seed. They're not a one seed. They don't have, like, that big primetime win against, like, the way that the Ravens beat the shit out of the Niners. They beat the Niners and Dolphins back-to-back. That clinched it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that's not related. Never mind. They're a playoff team. I was just going to say, like, do- every- like there's everybody who mentions the Dolphins now are, like, very hurt. All right, it's the NFL. Everybody's team's fucking hurt. Yeah, also, no one says about the Bills. I think the Bills feel like the most injured team in the AFC right? playoff picture. That's all I hear yesterday. It was like, Dolphins really injured. Okay, we're not talking about the playoffs. Sorry. <laughs> playoffs? So, uh, <laughs> you don't want to talk about the playoffs? Playoffs? Uh, I, I wish I could do the face he does when he says it. It's like all bottom teeth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, running out, Cowboys commanders. I just want to thank the Cowboys. Showed up to play, unlike the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Really fucking put a knife through the commanders. Gave us that number two pick. Any God, the Cowboys could be such a wood chipper in the playoffs, man. Any uh, any Browns Bengals thoughts? Jeff Driscoll, one sixty six, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Okay. <laughs> Vikings Lions 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 were playing to uh, potentially secure the two seed. Yeah, and if they Dallas w- lost, but 
Sam Laporta breaks yeah. all the records and gets injured. That's that's really bad for them. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, we talked about this earlier in the year. This is not a team I see with like a lot, a lot of blue chip players, mm-hmm. like top five in their position, outside of Laporta. Like Laporta, Pinay Sewell, and on the right day, Aiden Hutchinson, I think are their players who are top five in their position. Amon Ra just outside that. Yeah. Argument for Jameer Gibbs, I guess. Yeah. But still, you lose in one of your blue chip players going into your first playoff game in like 45 fucking years or something. Yeah. I mean, Laporta's been hands down one of the top five tight ends this year. Yeah, not not even I was gonna say not even rookie tight ends. I don't think there are five rookie tight ends, but just straight up top five tight end. Absolutely. Yeah. So that that's a huge loss. I'm trying to see if we know what the injury is yet. Hasn't doesn't sound like it's good. No. I mean it's a knee injury. It's a non contact knee injury too. Or I guess it was a contact knee injury, but he had to be helped off the field, so Yeah. Oh, here we go. M dot M L Michigan Live dot com says uh He'll likely be out for the start of the playoffs. Oh, okay. So maybe he'll come back. He'll come back at halftime during the Super Bowl. Hyperextended knee and bone bruise. Oh. But that's once again the only place I saw that was MichiganLive.com. Sounds like a reputable news source when it comes to Michigan related sports teams. How about Justin Jefferson almost putting up two hundred with Nick Mullins tossing the ball around? Yeah, he went nuts. Amon Ra went nuts yesterday too. Yeah. There was a lot there was some running backs that just totally went crazy in week 18 I mean Najee had another 100 plus yard game yeah uh, I, we were just talking about Jonathan Taylor yeah, Jonathan Taylor yeah yeah but do you feel uh, we'll talk about that in a second okay. um yeah we got time Jags Titans any thoughts on that Titans knock off the Jaguars oh uh, yeah we, we were gonna we we're gonna do a whole thing here on what we did right all season and what we did wrong oh yeah here's here's a big victory lap time for you Mike mm-hmm. Jags are frauds Jags are frauds so there was two Bills games that I came out of, two losses I came out of very salty. It was the Jags and the Eagles. So the way the second half of the year has played out has put a huge smile on my face because <laughs> they've both imploded and fall apart. Trevor Lawrence, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He was getting real upset with the refs at one point. Mm-hmm. He had stopped in the fourth, the four, one fourth down. And then it was crazy that they got the ball back late and they... <laughs> They ended up turning it over on downs in 31 seconds of game time. Yeah. Yeah. Like they went four and out with their season on the line. That is wild. And how much time and money can Doug Peterson continue to make off the one Super Bowl? Is he the was question. so good. That, oh, are, was he good or was was what's Frank Reich just a really good coordinator? Frank Reich was a good coordinator. Nick Foles had a horseshoe shoved so far up his ass. Yeah. That it was, it was just like one of those lightning in a bottle things. That is, honest to God, one of the craziest seasons in the history of football. Yeah. Because it's like week 12, week 13. Carson Wentz is an MVP candidate against the Rams. He tears his ACL. Never the same after that. Yep. Literally never the same guy. No, no, he tore it up yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he did tear it up yesterday. Nick Foles comes in, goes on like an all-time Joe Flacco winning Super Bowl MVP level run. Mm-hmm. They have the Philly special. They beat the Tom Brady-led Patriots to win the first Super Bowl in Philadelphia Eagles history. Doug Peterson's out of the building two years later. Nick Foles doesn't have an NFL career anymore. <laughs> what? A, Carson Wentz doesn't have an NFL career anymore. What a wild fucking season that yeah. we just don't really think about. We're just like, oh, yeah, there's Philly special, Nick Foles, you know. It, that team is utterly ridiculous. It was a complete anomaly. Yeah. Like the book I just bought. Oh. <laughs> I, I, 
is there any chance that Vrabel gets fired? No, so I saw something about that today. It was like where Belichick or Vrabel could end up if like they're like, like they part ways with their teams. And I was like, why are we talking about this? I feel like Vrabel should be safe. The only reason I could think to fire Vrabel is if you want to tank. If you just like want to completely reset. Not even that. Like I think Vrabel's too good of a head coach. Like I think that we've seen that over the last few seasons. He elevates whatever team he's coaching. If they went five and eleven, they're gonna get a top ten pick. Six and eleven. Six and eleven, I'm sorry. But if you're if you're the front office there and you don't believe in Will Levis or Malik Willis, and you're like, we should have had a top two pick this year, I, I legitimately think Vrabel as a coach probably added four wins to that team based off the roster. Yeah. But I don't know. You have to give Levis more time. I agree. hundred percent. He he showed flashes at times where I go, all right, like we need to wait this out and see what else he can do. Yeah. Poor Willis. They've, I feel like they've done everything in their power to try to convince him to not even believe in himself. Yeah. <laughs> like they have totally beaten him down and, and it, I still am like, why did you draft him in the first place? That poor kid. Um, but to speaking to your thing, like it is kind of cause Derrick Henry's done. Yeah. That contract's up. Yeah. So it is a new era. Derrick Henry's done. Ryan Tannehill's done. No, no, not Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Remember those few years when Ryan Tannehill had, like, ridiculous next-gen stat numbers? Yeah. Everyone was like, actually, Ryan Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback. He's pretty elite. All right, we got we to pick up pace a little bit here. Right. Uh, Jets-Patriots. This was a game I watched very closely, mm-hmm. once again, concerned about the number two overall pick. Snow game. What's up? That was the other name I was trying to think of earlier. Brees Hall had, like, 178 yards, I think. Uh, yeah, 37 carries, 178, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But he also had a 50-yard carry at the end of the game to score that touchdown. Oh, okay. This could have been Bill Belichick's last game as uh, the coach of the Patriots. Jets beat them for the first time in, what, like 15 games or something? something yeah, I, th- I think like. that was the number, yeah. Where, Which one of these teams do you think is in a better situation come Thanksgiving 2024? I think it's not going to be the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no faith in the Jets' front office. And it's Aaron Rodgers is 40 coming off of a torn Achilles yeah he's a 40 year old asshole yeah with one Achilles yeah and yeah I don't I I don't see a, a way that this Jets current Jets uh organization that I don't see a good ending to, to the way things are going let's put it that way and they had to watch Sam Darnold just be an absolute menace yeah. for the Niners, so okay so uh, just I uh, we breeze bad side a little bit. If Bill Belichick is done with yeah. the Patriots, I think we should do a special episode. Just come in here. Mm-hmm. You're a Bills fan. Yeah, we'll do an episode talking about what it was like to go against Bill Belichick for your entire life. Because mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, it's kind of like when uh, when Tom Brady retired. Like Bill Belichick on the Patriots has been a staple. I was four years old. I was three years old when Belichick got hired to coach the Patriots. It's been a staple of my life. So. Yeah. If this is Bill Belichick's last game, we'll come do a supplemental pod. Just talk about Belichick with the Patriots. Sounds like a plan. Uh, Falcon Saints, we got to talk a little bit about this one. This is the end of the Falcons run as the town alone official team of the podcast. Yeah, didn't even do the PFF grades this week. Nope. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm, I'm heading out the door. I'm not even looking back. Desmond Ritter, 291 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Bijan, 11 carries, 28 yards. Uh, but he also led the team in receiving with seven receptions for 103 yards. Derek Carr goes absolutely nuclear, four touchdowns. Keandre Miller has a good game. Rashid Shahid has a good game. What's up? I hit my parlay. Did you hit it? Yeah. No shit. 
because I had I went Carr two plus touchdowns. I went Raheed Shahid over in re- receiving yards. I went uh, Saints minus three. I can't remember what my fourth leg was. Let's see. I had Saints money line. I had under 42 and a half, so that didn't hit. Bijan under, Bijan under, Taylor Heineke under. So uh, I hit the Taylor Heineke under. He had zero passing touchdowns. I deleted the screenshot of the bet, too. Well, we'll say he hit it. Good job. What we really got to talk about here. First off, once again, just shouting out to everyone that did something for me. Thank you, Saints, for burying this one. I desperately needed that one because... If the Saints won and the Falcons lost, that was the biggest swing percentage-wise for the Patriots-Commanders tiebreaker. Uh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, did you have a thought on that? Or? Oh, no. I just remembered I didn't hit my parlay because the last leg was the under. Oh, yeah. And the, the Saints did a self-cover. We got to talk about Arthur Smith losing his fucking mind at the end of the game. Oh, my God. Jameis Winston's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. You want to recap for people that weren't watching the game? Yeah. So, allegedly, the at the very end there, the Saints got the ball back on, like, what was it, like Atlanta's one, I believe? It is uh, Atlanta's two. Two. And they came out in victory formation just to kneel it. Apparently, Jameis Winston says that, like, the team came together and made the decision. In my head, Jameis was just being awesome and did it himself. Called an audible to Jamal Williams to run it in since he went from leading the league in touchdowns last year to having none this year. (laughs) So they felt like he deserved one touchdown. Arthur Smith did like the dumb coach thing where he gets mad that his garbage team got the score ran up on him, which I will never understand. I guess the upsetting part is like you were in victory formation. Come on. But yeah, he loses his mind on Dennis Allen and Dennis Allen is like, I don't know what the fuck happened out there. Yeah. (laughs) Which is probably the best part of it. I kind of wish that Arthur Smith had gone more extreme. Like, fucking go out there with a metal chair, chuck it. <laughs> just, like, just had Malice in the Palace part two? Yeah. This gets... Go hit Dennis Allen with the DDT. Yes. Yeah, it was... Like, the second... The second that New Orleans broke, like, the 20-point mark, mm-hmm. he had to know his his career in Atlanta was over. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not scoring 20 against him. Mm-hmm. You've been a bad coach here, this season at least. Like, I don't... It, it, it's borderline... It's borderline Mac Jonesian. We're like Arthur Smith was a really good coordinator, and then seemed to be like a pretty good coach for his first two years, and then this year was just dog shit. I mean, terrible decisions, terrible with the media, terrible with his own locker room. Mm-hmm. Had on a plate, Riley Smith handed him the this excellent defense that was not Riley Smith was his name, but this this excellent defense that was at the top of the NFC in just about every category, you know, EPA success rate. They were number one in run success rate and run EPA defense all season. And this offensive guru couldn't do shit on the other side of the ball. He has three players in his offense. that are drafted in the top 10 recently and doesn't use them. And just this year, it all totally fell apart. So, and there was all this talk where, where Arthur Blank came out and was like, this is a hard decision, but I think his job's safe. And then, like, steadily over the course of a few weeks, it got grimmer and grimmer, where he, he starts off and be like, I'm not firing him. And then a few weeks later, he's like, it's a tough decision. <laughs> and then probably this week privately, he was like, that fucker's out of here. <laughs> I think it's a situation where he went from showing promise when dealing with Lowe. Ryan Nielsen, by the way. Okay. 
he went to having low expectations based on where the team was and showing some promise to be like, oh, we might have this year. And then expectations started to rise and what he produced did not. <laughs> like with what they did last year, even going into this year with a subpar quarterback situation, it was still expected like, oh, this could be a playoff team. Yeah. Because the defense, the way they ran the ball last year and the skill position players, they could get there. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Where do you think he he lands somewhere next year, even as an OC? It would be a yeah, be an offensive coordinator position somewhere. Yeah, his his stock's pretty toxic right now. There's gonna be a team out there that ends up with like a rookie head coach, Brandon Staley and Arthur Smith. <laughs> you still that. that's gonna that team's gonna be so elite. Yeah, that's gonna be an awesome team. You know what? If I'm them, I'm just going to just going back to the Rams. If they'll yeah. let me. All right, Buccaneers Panthers nine zero. You want to do a Oh wait, this is oh this is my, my victory lap time, isn't it? God, I guess it is. But I'll just say before you get into talking about the god awful day Bryce Young had, that is there a a possible worse win to make you feel good going into the playoffs? <laughs> like, ooh, put up nine on the Panthers, playoff time, baby. <laughs> not only did you just put up nine on the Panthers, but. Baker Mayfield could not throw the ball. No, he did terrible. He had 20 completions and only 137 yards. He was inspired by Bryce Young. (laughs) Well, he did better than Bryce Young (laughs) by a pretty significant margin. (laughs) Bryce Young's stat line, 11 for 18, 94 yards, uh, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, three sacks for 26 yards, 39.2 quarterback rating, 74.8 passer rating. I'm pissed. Why is that? Because you – hung your flag on Bryce Young to start the year and he's trash or because I'm right and I don't watch any college football? No, because not all... I think it's the second one. Not all rookie QBs are built. Like like Josh, for example, there's some... like I need to go home read. There's some rookie QBs who like are fine in like getting their ass kicked their rookie year and bouncing back up. Some rookie QBs, it does like lasting damage to them. <laughs> I don't know which one Bryce Young is yet, but I feel like at some point in this horrendous season, they should have been like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and just have Dalton finish the year, right? Yeah, probably. Like, why are we going to keep subjecting? Not only was he playing poorly, he had, like, a junior varsity offensive line in front of him. <laughs> so, like, it was, it was rough for him. That's all. It's too small, man. Too small for the NFL. It's like an inch smaller than Caleb Williams, who's supposed to be... Right, and I'm the one who's constantly been talking about how Caleb Williams is the perfect size to play quarterback, right? That's <laughs> no, something I've been no. on all year. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> the uh, team leader in targets was DJ Chark, by the way. The shark, shark. The shark man himself. <laughs> All right. A couple of, couple of these less important games. Uh, Packers, Bears, Jordan Love, 316, two touchdowns. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do I hate the Packers? I don't know. Why something do you hate the Packers? Something about this team, like, I just want to see them fail. I love the Packers. I love... Yeah, maybe I that's lo- why I hate them. <laughs> That could be it. I love Matt LaFleur. LaFleur? LaFleur? There you go. I I love Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. They hit on Jaden Reed and Dontavian Wicks, it looks like. I had some fun players. I still hate them, though. (laughs) That's weird. They're the team that got off Aaron Rodgers, you know? like (laughs) Yeah, maybe they saw the stink of Rodgers. Rodgers and Favre. That's a stinky quarterback history. Yeah. Hopefully, what's Jordan Love's problematic thing going to be, you think? You think they... For life, though, everybody in the organization gets free Wrangler jeans and free car insurance. 
<laughs> I think that they definitely don't get free vaccinations. I know that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, next up, Broncos Raiders. Another game I was watching closely for implications. Yeah. Uh, implications. This game sucked. The score yeah. the scores really doesn't, doesn't tell you how bad this game was. Jared Stidham at another underwhelming day. 27-14. I don't get this whole, we got to start Jared Stidham to see if we have anything. Jared Stidham's like 35. Yeah, I know. He had like a solid preseason. And so all year people were waiting for Russ to get benched. It just happened a lot later than we thought. But Jared, Jared Stidham's not going to be a starter. There's nothing to find out there. It's no. fucking ridiculous that this is the conversation that we were having. Well, you're just mad because he outdueled Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell was way better than this was. game. <laughs> and you beat him. 20 for 31, 244 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns for Aiden O'Connell. Mm-hmm. He had a better he had a better passing or he had better completion percentage, more touchdowns, less interceptions. Subjective. <laughs> I don't think uh, I I don't think Devonte Adams is on this team next year. I think that's a safe bet. I think that, that we could see that be a pre-draft trade. Yeah. Uh, all right, oh Giants Eagles. God. What's up? The Bears are somehow going to get a uh, first in Devonte Adams for the number one overall pick. Oh my God, that would be so sick. That would be so sick. They should put... I, I was real worried it was going to be Terry in the number three pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if they pull that off, I can't... I can't once again, I can't remember their GM's name. Put him in the Hall of Fame now. Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles. Let's go to him. Hall of Fame now. <laughs> yeah. It, the, I've never seen a GM that gets maligned so much for having one pockmark on his record. And I, I'm part of the problem on this. Mm-hmm. Literally, it seems like the only move he's made that was dumb... Was the Chase Claypool trade? Chase Claypool actually caught a pass last night. Yeah, once again, that was I, I'm sitting there. It's me and it's my buddy who watches football, and then three people who don't watch any football. Mm-hmm. And Chase Claypool catches a pass, and I, I was like, "Huh, Chase Claypool!" And my buddy's like, "Huh, Chase Claypool!" And other people are like, "He looks like he's really good." <laughs> At some point, we're going to have to do a three-hour-long podcast examining who had a better NFL career, Chase Claypool or Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That content is so far up my alley. Yes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> we got to get, get uh, Corey Davis in there. Oh, yeah. That's another good one. <laughs> Fuck. Off-season pod. Drafting the most disappointing <laughs> wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, next up, Seahawks Cardinals. 21-20 Seahawks. There was some light talk of Pete Carroll not coming back. I don't see that happening. 9-8. and eight. Geno yeah. Smith was not the player he was last year. No. And they gave Bunny. The, here's it's it's kind of a Mike Vrabel problem. Every year you have Pete Carroll in the building, you're not getting a good pick. No. And they they had the chance last year with the Broncos dog shit season, but they didn't take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you're you're relying on Geno Smith or Drew Locke in perpetuity. So I don't know Kyler Murray. I mean, like we said that when 22 for 30, 262 yards, only one touchdown, but James Conner went off. Trey McBride looks like a legit player for the future of that team. Mm-hmm. And they got Jonathan Gannon, who A, big chin guy, which we're always a fan of <laughs> oh, in the yeah. town alone offices, and B, kind of looks like an android. Big yeah. fan of this this Cardinals future. <laughs> Chiefs Chargers, 13-12, not, not, not a great game. I, I got, mean, obviously, no Mahomes, uh, no Taylor Swift. She was on the bench this week. <laughs> I'm hoping you're going to read it. Wait, read what? There's one stat I'm really hoping you're about to point out. Is it Easton Stick led the team in passing and rushing? Yeah. Easton Stick led the team in passing and rushing. That's funny. What What's the stat you want me to point out? Austin Eckler had 10 carries and averaged 1.1 yard. Oh my god! No, I didn't. I didn't even see that because I I pulled up their their box score, and Austin Eckler's like fourth on here. <laughs> 10 carries, 11 yards. 
for the Zoom meeting man himself. Yeah. Carson once ran the ball seven more times in his game and averaged more per carry. <laughs> for people who don't know how statistics works, usually the more of something you add, the average is most times going to go down yeah. <laughs> due to the larger sample size. Okay, let's uh, we're kind of rounding out here. So let's let's talk this this Rams 49ers thing, and then we'll get out of here. They mm-hmm. used Carson Wentz like he was an option quarterback at Navy. Yeah, <laughs> and this is this is coming from the guy that like doesn't play his starters in preseason. Mm-hmm. Like I never expected Sean McVay to go. Well, this guy's disposable. <laughs> <laughs> just running, just get out there, take off, get hit, get helicopter. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I I feel like it was Mc, McVay just having fun. Oh, like he yeah, was, this, like, this game McVay was totally in his bag. He was having a mm-hmm. great time. He didn't, it, winning or losing, it didn't really matter. You think Carson Wentz yells Prince Harry every time he starts running? Because <laughs> he looks like Prince him. Harry! <laughs> yeah. Um, Carson Wentz getting a job now after this, this win? Oh, yeah. Undefeated as a starter of the season. One game? Undefeated. <laughs> Puka Nakua breaks the, the rookie receptions record <laughs> and receiving yards record, which stood since the 1960s. Bullshit. Nah, seriously. That's no cap. That's the case. That's no cap? No cap. That's cap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're about the hour mark, Mike. You wanna you wanna do some playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta leave in that pause. R.I.P. Jim Mora. Is he dead? I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Aaron Rodgers can just go out here and say shit, why can't I? <laughs> You know, I heard Arthur Smith is on the Epstein list. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have to bleep that whole sentence. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. What Arthur Smith going to do? Sue us with his billions and billions of dollars? Uh, Arthur Smith, secret Nazi. Anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's you said, everything you said was bad there. <laughs> it's all bad. Uh, let's start off with the NFC here. Yeah. 49ers get the bye. We nailed it, didn't we? 49ers, Cowboys, Packers, Lions, Rams, Bucks, Eagles. Yeah, we did. As far as like our matchups we said would be best? Let's see. Texans, Browns, Chiefs, Dolphins, Bills, Steelers. No, because uh, we had Bills, Jags, I think. Yeah, it was just, just the NFC we were spot on. Yeah, we were spot on the NFC, not in the AFC. Um, okay. 49ers get the bye. Cowboys, Packers are your 2-7 seed. Oh, let's pull up the Lions on this. Give me, give, you know, quick rundown. What do you think? Of what? Baseball this season. I <laughs> think it's going to come back. How do you feel about the Dodgers signing everyone who's ever lived in Japan? I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> um, what do you think of the matchup between good. the Dallas Cowboys oh, and the Green Bay Packers? I didn't know if you were just saying in general, what do you think of the playoff matchups or more specifically? I mean... Uh, Line seven and a half, by the way. Wow. Over under 50. Packers minus seven and a half? Yeah. <laughs> Mike McCarthy come back to battle Matt LaFleur. LaFleur? LaFleur? It's... Jordan Love has been a very exciting young quarterback. Dak Prescott got robbed of an MVP this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dak Prescott played out of his fucking mind. CeeDee Lamb has turned into a top five wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Jake Ferguson, awesome. Offensive line, awesome. Defense, awesome. Cowboys are a wood chipper. Yeah. They're going to shred this Packers team. Yeah, I don't think the Packers stand a chance. But Ste- Stephon Gilmore injured? That concern you at all? Is he missing the game? We don't know. He Where has a shoulder injury. Okay. Um, I guess it wouldn't concern you at all if he wasn't missing the game. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'm pretty not concerned about it. You, you're uh, worried about Stephon Gilmore? He's completely healthy and going to play. 
<laughs> um, I mean, props to Jordan Love and the Packers. Yeah, another team that battled into it. Yeah, and they, they that shit out after Thanksgiving. They, yeah, and there's yeah the way their season went, and also I mean it's kind of maybe this is why I hate them because they went from having a two time MVP and a Super Bowl winning quarterback to like a four time MVP. How many times did Aaron Rodgers win the MVP? Uh, that's oh, about, I think talking about Brett Favre. No, I was talking about Rodgers. He only won two or even three. He won two. I think he won three because he went back to back. Oh, okay, so he made him three, and then the one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Either way, they went from that to. Like the year after he left, they make make the playoffs. Well, also, they went Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Okay, well, let's slow down <laughs> by saying Brett, Brett Favre, Favre Aaron Rodgers, and Jordan Love. <laughs> like, okay, it's been one year, boys. Like, let's all temper. But he's had a great year. Still, especially. it's not like they went Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson. Yeah, but you can't put the third name on that list yet. He looks competent. He to looks good. competent, but give it three years before we start saying they I'm went just to saying, A to B to C. They didn't just end up with fucking Sam Darnold, man. They ended up with an NFL caliber quarterback. They're not trotting out Sam Howell after Aaron Rodgers leaves. <laughs> Jordan Love looks like he's going to be good. He does, but I'm saying if next year if he bombs and throws ten touchdowns to 35 interceptions or something, are you still going to be like, they went from Favre to Rodgers to Love? No, but next year, if Josh Allen comes out, throws 40 touchdowns, and poops his pants every week, <laughs> we'll probably also never talk about him again. But right now, you're still Wait, like... Wait, you're saying if he scored 40 touchdowns... I meant 40 interceptions. Okay. <laughs> Either way, he poops his pants every week. <laughs> we would talk about it. <laughs> but, we're, but right now, in this moment, Jordan Love looks like a good quarterback. <laughs> You are right. If somehow it came out that Josh Allen shit his pants every week, we probably wouldn't talk about anything else. <laughs> you just think at some point he changed his diet or something. <laughs> it's every week. This man is pooping his pants. I think that's what diet reticulitis is. <laughs> oh, no. It's when you shit your pants every week. Yeah. Um... Oh, that, that you got want to move on to the next game? We have game <laughs> yeah. analysis. <laughs> All right. Your 3-6 uh, matchup, um, Lions-Rams. This is the Jared Goff revenge game. It's messed up. Jared Goff's going to knock his own team out, his former team out of the playoffs. I think he's going to knock his own team out of the playoffs. <laughs> oh, really? Lions minus 3.5. In favor of the Lions? Yeah, that's a pretty close line. That is. It's a field goal and half an extra point. I, think, I feel like it should have flipped after the Laporta injury. Yeah, it probably, yeah. Probably, probably should be Rams minus six. <laughs> yeah, the board is worth, like, you know, at least ten points. <laughs> but Jared Goff, you know, luck of the draw, going to get to play at home this week. Mm-hmm. Not next week, but this week gets to play at home. That's a huge advantage for the Lions. But you know what they don't have? They don't have playoff experience. Yeah, I think I'd take the three and a half. Lions minus three and a half, or are you taking the Rams? I'm taking the Rams. You, yeah, you're taking the, taking the points. I'm taking okay, the points, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, Yeah, I think me too. Sean McVay, right? I, right? I, there's there's been points during this year where it just kind of seems like Stafford, Cup, and McVay are coasting. Yeah, like obviously this week they walked into this week saying we don't care if we win or lose, we just want Puka Nakua to set the all time rookie receiving record. Yeah, and they accomplished that. It had a very like big dick. We've been we've been here before vibe. Yeah, they're like yeah, whatever our seating is. It's we're not we don't have, we have no chance of getting home field advantage anyway. So who cares where we are in yeah. five through seven. And they came out. Uh, they beat, you know, a 49ers team with backups in, but they were also playing backups. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Kind of like the Rams in this one. I feel bad for, right. for Detroit fans. You guys have waited so long. You had this high-quality team for, like, the first 
13, 14 weeks before started to see some cracks in the armor. Mm-hmm. I just kind of trust this Rams team. Yeah, like I would, I put a, I'd put a little on the, I'd put a little on the upset. But if you don't want to get that crazy, I definitely take the points. Yeah, I would personally just bet on both running back overs. Jameer Gibbs, Kyron Williams. Think so? Yeah. Hmm. 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 <laughs> if Detroit loses this game and Jared Goff doesn't look good, what do they do next year? Is this quietly a Fields team? It's a quiet Fields team. Just having a quiet field. I'm trying to think of another. Lose Ben Johnson. Most likely. I think this is this might be the peak. This is Apex Mountain for the Dan Campbell era Detroit Lions. I mean, I know someone who's a Lions fan. I have been telling them like this. This should be it for for the golf experience. Yeah, I'm I'm really worried about this team next year. Now that I think about it, worried about them. No Ben Johnson. I mean, think about no Ben Johnson. Yeah, think about how much it hurt Buffalo when Ken Dorsey left. <laughs> think about how much it hurt Buffalo when Dayball left. Yeah, or how much it's obviously hurt Philadelphia when the Sting left. Yeah, yeah. I mean, offensive coordinator matters, man. Look at uh, uh, Kansas City without Eric Bieniemy. I get it. Like that's true. Reed's Reed's an all-time coach, but you lost an important voice that was in that building for a long time. Yeah, that's and something. It, and just like look at Dallas, bad example. Yeah, bad example. <laughs> Kellen Moore may have not been good. <laughs> I'm going to push up my glasses and do the whole... Actually, the Chargers' offense wasn't the problem. This is my yeah. whole Ken Dorsey thing again, where it's like, yeah. actually, Ken Dorsey isn't the problem, and then I was right. Um, We're the number two seed, so... Fuck do you know? <laughs> because of a kick return and interceptions. Point return. You got any more thoughts on Lions-Rams? No. Okay. Uh, Four or five matchup. Bucks-Eagles. Man, I don't care about this game. But God, do I hope the Bucks win. Two and a half point line. Wow. Yeah. That's a Super Bowl winning team. That's only Super Bowl playing team. Playing team, yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl, the runner-up last season, who was playing against a Baker Mayfield-led <laughs> team that just only managed to beat the Carolina Panthers 9-0. Yeah. And they're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> two-and-a-half-point We don't know A.J. Brown's status yet. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. Oh, my God. What The over-under in this game is 44. How the fuck do you bet the over in this game? Yeah, I wouldn't touch the over in this game. Also, now that AJ Brown's not playing, is there an argument to be made that the Bucks' offense is just straight up better than the Eagles? I don't know that for sure. I just that's like some of the stuff I've heard is they don't they don't really know yet, but it looked didn't look good. What for AJ Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't look good on the field. So let's yeah. l- assuming AJ Brown doesn't play, mm-hmm. is the Bucks' offense just straight up better than the Eagles? I mean, they don't have Bucks don't have Kenneth Gainwell. <laughs> You're right. They only have Rashad White. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, Devontae Smith's going to have to go fucking yeah, nuclear. Okay. Let's, let's play a quick game here. Yeah. We're going to draft players on these offenses. Okay. You get the first overall pick. Who are you taking? Oh. I okay. Like I can go first. Yeah, go first. I'm taking... Um, I literally forgot his name. Mike Evans. You Mike Evans? Yeah. I'll take Devontae Smith. Okay. I'm taking Chris Godwin. I'm taking Rashad White. <laughs> I'm taking Dallas Goddard. DeAndre Swift? Scotty Miller still on the box. <laughs> no, he's on the Eagles. No, the Falcons. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right, he is. Yeah. But just it, it's it's worth a note there. Yeah. Like without AJ Brown, I think I think Mike Evans is the obvious best offensive player. They might have the better skill position group. Yeah. 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 Kate Kate Otten. Is it really that big of a difference right now between Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield? I'm just one of them won a Heisman at Oklahoma. <laughs> the other <Yeah>. didn't. <laughs> All right, let's let's hop over to the AFC. Boop. 
Your one seed, Baltimore Ravens, getting the bye. Lamar Jackson, presumptive MVP. Your 2-7 game, Buffalo Bills at Pittsburgh Steelers with the what? biggest line of the weekend. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Oh, sorry. What did I say? Did I say it backwards? Yeah. Sorry. That's my bad. Uh, Bills minus 10. This Steelers team is awful. Bills still aren't going to cover that. I kind of want to take Steelers plus 10. Take the plus 10. Yeah. Steel- the Bills have not covered a single line like that all year. Yeah. Just don't. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> and as weird as it is to say, kind of think the Steelers have the coaching advantage here. That's not uh, that's not a hot take. Oh man, everybody, get ready to hear him talk about four thousand times about how Tomlin and McDermott both went to William and Mary. No one's gonna say that. Every no one, every no. time every time they play, they bring it up. No one's gonna bring that up during the game. How much I bet? Six bet bucks. You, bet you a bottle of Malort. <laughs> I'll bet you a shot of Malort. All right, you're on. Yeah. Wait, when am I gonna get the shot of Malort? <laughs> I'll be back in Buffalo. Yeah, but next time you come out here. Okay. Oh, yeah, I am yeah. coming out again in a couple yeah. months. Yeah. For, what are you coming out for? Wrestling. Oh, wrestling. That's yeah. right. That's right. You can come wrestle. Over under this game's 35 and a half. Can you imagine a world where somehow the Bills cover and the under hits? Like, imagine beating a team by a team by 10 points and not covering a 35 and a half point over under. Yeah, this game could end like 2010. That's not crazy. Oh, it's a 10 and a half point spread. Okay, it could end. No, it's just 10 point. It's just 10 points? But that would push. So that would push. That'd be 21-10. Okay. Yeah, 21-10. That's yeah. not out of the realm. That's not out of the realm. Although. Man, if if you're going to be able to pick off Tua twice, do is Rasul Douglas hurt hurt? We don't really know yet. Okay. But if you're going to be able to pick off Tua twice, you better be able to pick off Mason Rudolph four times. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you more scared of? Pickens or Deontay Johnson? Mason Rudolph's throwing to him. I'm not really afraid of either. Yeah. So you just got to worry about Jalen Warren? Yeah. I mean, Najee's the scary part now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like <laughs> Buffalo's defense has played really well against the run recently. Yeah, he played pretty well in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he played well in general. But, like, last night, I, I've heard people complain that Miami went away from the run. Mm-hmm. There's, like, two times where A-Chan felt like he broke something off. Besides that, it felt like they couldn't get anything going. Yeah, there was a, a handful of plays where, like, he did break some off there a couple of times. But there was other plays where he they, like, swing him out and he get taken down three three yards behind the line of scrimmage yeah so yeah and they can't run anything in the middle against them mm-mm. which is crazy because there's no one substantially important on the bills defensive line at all take one jones is back bitch no. all right <laughs> how dare you <laughs> yeah I, so talk about argument that maybe we're underrating uh sean mcdermott mm-hmm. this defense is playing better than its individual skill position or its individual position players oh for sure yeah yeah so there's an argument mm-hmm. for for mcdermott so yeah, take uh take take Pittsburgh plus ten and the under. There you go. Next up, we got Miami Kansas City. Is that the next one? Let me yeah, see. yeah. Chiefs Dolphins. So that's uh, Dolphins at Chiefs. Line Chiefs minus three and a half. Over under forty four. The matchup of the two teams that probably like tumbled their way into the playoffs the most. Also, Tyreek Hill revenge game. It it can't be a revenge game when the other team. Like, the whole Tyreek story of Tyreek leaving Kansas City is just kind of shot in the foot when Kansas City won a Super Bowl without him. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, you were you mean nothing. It's the John Hamm in the elevator. He's <laughs> like, you know, we have this war going on. John Hamm's like, I don't even think about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's cool. He'll come home and, you know, whatever. I kind of want <laughs> Kansas City to make the Super Bowl. 
Uh-huh. Purely because I would like to be able to bet on how many times they'll show Taylor Swift on camera. Oh my god! And I'm not going to get that prop unless they make the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's really weird. Like if someone said you can put all the people in football that annoy you into a spaceship, a pod, and shoot them off into space, I'm like, all right, we got to throw like Aaron Rodgers in there. Um, also, like Deshaun's a shitty human being. Put him in there. Tyreek, put him in there. And then it takes a weird turn because then I'd be like, oh, yeah, and Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're not, you know, they don't really fall into the category like the other people, but... Yeah. It's like an anti-vaxxer, a serial sexual assaulter, uh, an abuser, and these two really hot people that annoy me. <laughs> they get on my nerves. <laughs> Lump them all together. You think as the spaceship's taking off to go into the sun, Travis Kelsey's looking out the window going... <laughs> Do things I don't, I did a visual gag for, yes. for the podcast. That's definitely what I'll be doing. I, I cannot get sick. Of that commercial. Like, I've really? seen it so many, so many, so many times. But just for the read at the end when he goes, Mom! Does Taylor, me every time. Does Taylor Swift have a sister? Because there could be, like, a an unrated scene out of that commercial. <laughs> I was thinking that we were going to get a set up with Jason Kelsey. But I see what you're saying there. <laughs> I mean, we could... The other one could work, too. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, today wants me to click on Austin Swift. Her name's Austin Swift. Oh, brother. She has a brother named Austin Swift. No, that works. works. Yeah. <laughs> Two Swifts at once. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> so, uh, didn't can't see my three and a half here. You think Miami runs away with this one? I, I think Kansas City's gonna win this one. I think I think Miami's gonna win. You do. If they get Mostert and Waddle back, I can't say you just won't be able to keep up with them. This um, is the team that drops seventy. Although they they're going up against the you know they're going up against Stevie Spags. Stevie Spags. Kansas City's defense has been down in the second half of the year. Going but up, who knows? Going up against Kermit the QB. <laughs> I was waiting for an impression. I can't do a Kermit. <laughs> I'm not gonna sink that low. Patrick the <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, I think this was a really bad call. <laughs> I mean, it was like a really cool play. He like lateraled and everything. So you I kind of wish he would run more belly. with his arms so we could do the Muppet comparison a little bit more. Oh, yeah. With like his what? mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he runs. What, what's the best one for that? He runs like he's carrying a beer. Is that it? Yeah. That he's, like the best yeah he's trying not to spill it. Yeah. yeah. That's a, another offseason thing. Just get all the quarterbacks to do like 10. What does this quarterback run like? Mm-hmm. Metaphor comparison things. Right. Joe right. Flacco. <laughs> Joe Flacco runs like a man who's just working on borrowed time. Your last game, <laughs> speaking of Joe Flacco, Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans. Line, Cleveland minus three, over under 44 and a half. Kind of like the Texans in this spot. Really? I'm just rooting against Joe Flacco. So I am. I want it to happen so bad. I just don't feel you think confident. That we would be in the camp people rooting for Joe Flacco. No, fuck Joe Flacco. But we're like, because like if he goes off and Deshaun Watson's just out of a job. How is that not the best possible scenario? That 40-year-old Joe Flacco usurps Deshaun Watson. Watson is like, you know, either either resigned to being a backup, mm-hmm. potential practice squad, or gets cut, something. But I just can't bring it, man. I'm just like, I want Joe Flacco to fail in the most ways possible. The, the amount of, no matter what Flacco does, the amount of money they're giving Deshaun, he's going to be their guy next year. Yeah. And, the, and that is terrible, but at least we'll be able to continue to watch him go down in flames. Yeah, um, like the silver lining of the situation, and I'm just over the whole like, "Why, why, where did this come from?" <laughs> it's like, 
Let's, let's just let's just all stop the man. He was two months ago. He was on his couch, and he was a guy that throws three interceptions a game. Yeah, the guy runs like Robert De Niro and the Irishman. <laughs> That's a good one. Right. <laughs> I think I'm taking uh, Texans plus three. Texans plus three. Yeah. Mm. Give me first three and a half. I take that. <laughs> well, I can. It's called an alt spread. But. Like, there's something about this Texans team, man. Like Nico Collins went way the fuck off. Yesterday, yeah. two days ago, Nico Collins was on one, and Nico Collins is like a good wide receiver that just got kind of overshadowed because Tank Dell was really hot to start the year. You just will never say Noah Brown's name in good light, will you? It's <laughs> disgusted me all year. You're Noah Brown erasure. <laughs> me, similar to history, does not remember Noah Brown. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike. That's the uh, that's the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. How do you feel overall about the playoffs? Scale of one to five. How do you feel about the first round? 69. <laughs> one to five? Yeah. That's weird. It was one to five. Should be one to ten. It's like stars. How okay. many stars out of five? Does that make it better for you? Is this good for you? I, I think it's going to be a really good first round, so I'll say four stars. Yeah, I'm going to go four stars. Or four stars. Because, unfortunately, we still got the Steelers and the Browns in there. The only game that's going to suck is going to be Eagles. Eagles-Bucks. Eagles-Bucks. And, like, I don't think Bills-Steelers would be exactly a great game, but I... I have the bias of being a Bills fan. Yeah, what do you think the best game is going to be? Oh, I definitely think it's going to be the the Rams Lions. That's what I'm most yeah. excited for. Rams Lions or, or Packers Cowboys. I think. Yeah. I, I think that everyone's going to go insane. Dolphins Chiefs, but that's because not enough people watch the Chiefs this year. Right. Or Houston Cleveland could just get fucking weird. God, I want I want Stroud to shred them. Man, so yeah. bad, so bad, so bad. All right, Mike, you ready to get out of here? Yeah. Yeah. You got on Saturday out today? You want to you wanna tell us a little bit about oh, it? Oh, yeah. So, uh, on Saturday, drop today, looking at all at that nasty natty, the national title game coming up tonight. So hurry up and read it fast so you can get my sweet spicy bets. I lay down lay down four player props and my prediction for who's going to win. Parker back here on Monday and Thursday every week through the NFL playoffs and figure out something through the draft. We'll be here talking about football every Saturday. We have our basketball talking basketball and hockey. Uh, with the season wrapping up, I don't really have any football content to plug, but we do have the League Pass watchability rankings coming out every Tuesday. We need to figure out something to write during the playoffs and, and head up into draft time, but we'll figure that out. And uh, with that, Mike, did you have any Chicago-specific shout-outs? Oh, shout-out to my boy, Smoking Jay. 